Okay, hello. Today we are going to talk about a life lesson and a charisma fail. So last month, September, I talked about charisma and there's a, a link in the notes. Um, and I got into two questions. So what is charisma and can charisma be learned? So after batting a bunch of words around in that blog for a few minutes, I landed on this definition of charisma. Charisma is the ability to authentically engage others in ways that results in the recipient experiencing positive self-perception as a consequence of the interaction. So a fancy way of saying the other person feels really good about the interaction that you've had. Um, not for fake reasons. So I talked about Fox's work on presence, power, and warmth. And in brief, as a review, they mean. So presence is the feeling the speaker gets of truly being listened to, understood, and, and just being the complete focus of your attention. Uh, so the center of the world. You, as the would-be charismatic, engage intelligently and respectfully when appropriate. So then we have power. Power is the amount of influence you have, both in the material and in the abstract sense. So it's also the way you own and hold the space physically, vocally, and energetically. And finally, warmth. Your true, well-meaning personality shines through in your interactions, causing others to feel accepted and understood. So those are the magic three pieces of charisma. So yes, this is super high level and meta, by the way. So check out the links in the written blog for, for more complete descriptions if you'd like. So I finished off that, that article with a declaration that charisma can be learned. And I left it there because future conversations, right? So today, I don't know about you, but I believe wholeheartedly that the universe, the gods, the creator, the supreme being, whatever you name the energy that weaves the world together, laughs at me on the wreck. I'm, um, so <clears throat> the universe always is laughing at me and, and I am the butt of the joke many times. So today is a perfect example of that. So I thought this is a great time to talk to you guys about this. So I work with you guys, so hey ladies, to define and sort through ideas and skills related to values, vision, and voice, working on your own definitions of authenticity and eloquence. Basically, so you can go out in the world and kick ass whenever and wherever and however you want. We all agree that this is what I do. It's my life's work and I love it. I work long and hard year after year to learn, reflect, grow as a person, a leader, a coach, a mother, you name it. I know about what charisma entails. I have it. I use it. I teach it. But today I heard a story about me. So I'm going to share this story with you for a couple of reasons. First, hearing this story about myself um, 
earlier, like in the past, would have devastated me. And the second reason I'm telling you it is that I hope it shows you that we're all learning all the time, me included. So quite a while ago, I was asked to be a part of a project because of my expertise and perspectives in in this field, particularly um, coaching and such things. And I've been merrily plugging along and the project the project that I am part of. So that was asked. I took the I took the role and now I'm almost at the end of this project, okay? So everyone at this point is delighted with my work and I'm genuinely well liked. I'm not imagining it. That's that's the case. Um but today I discovered that this was not the case at the start. In fact, my reputation had preceded me. I was, so I've been told, perceived as overbearing, intimidating, borderline aggressive, and generally quite scary. Because of this reputation, I was nearly not included. I had no idea. None. You see, the way I remembered this up until today, remembered the events that led up to being included, I perceived myself in that environment as strong, capable, well-spoken, confident, and forthright. All things I considered to be positive. But now I know that my remembrance is inflected with my intention and expectations because I'm human, sadly. In the past, before my last major personal breakthrough, I would have reacted to this story with defensiveness, judgment, attack, and belittlement. Basically, without considering it closely, I would have gone straight to protecting my ego. And then I would have probably shut down. I would have avoided any stretch opportunity that presented itself there, and I would have gone into the downward spiral of imposter syndrome, which we will talk about closely at another time. And as for the defensiveness, I would have said inspired things like, They were just afraid of a strong woman or, oh, sure, it works for men, but I have to act like a lady or a woman or just because I understood their jobs better than they did. They figured the only way to drag me down is is to criticize skills they wish they had. Oh, yes, I can be an obnoxious uppity bitch when so inclined. You see, at that point in my time, there would have been, in my life, there would have only really been two options. I would have thought, anyways. Either I'm perfect or I'm awful. And if I have to contend with I'm awful, I'm going to substitute in they're awful so I can feel safer and less hurt. Of course, deep down, I don't believe they're awful. I believe I'm awful. And I hide. So don't be surprised if you recognize yourself in anything I've said. I am not original in this experience, sadly. Today, though, it went differently. The first thing I did was I started laughing hysterically. Not like a crazy person, but a general like, (laughs) kind of laugh, okay? And that reaction actually shocked the shit out of me. It was, it was kind of an out-of-body moment. It was so organic, so real, so authentic. I, I didn't have a second thought where I went, oh, 
I'll just laugh it off and then they'll think I'm not insulted. No, I actually recognized it as funny, like genuinely funny. But why? This is the thing that threw me back. Why am I having this very different reaction? So I got thinking about it and I thought about the writing I did about charisma last month and um, I, I just, I wanted to know why did I laugh so freely at something that would have devastated me in the past? Like, okay, so sure it's easier to know that knowing now that they like me and that, you know, in the past I didn't know that they didn't like me so what I didn't know wouldn't hurt me, right? So there's an argument for that. And and I was actually prepared to write it off against that, knowing it wasn't quite the answer, but you know, it worked, right? And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, I was gobsmacked. Have you guessed what I realized? So think back to what I was saying about charisma. Presence, power, and warmth are charisma preconditions. So if you think about that, you might be starting to suspect that something was missing. Yes, indeedy, it was. So let's break it down. Number one, I had presence. I was present, totally focused on the conversation. I was comfortable. I was settled in my body. I had my information and conversational skills in high gear. I was engaged, asked relevant questions, gave nonverbal indicators that I was listening. Check. Okay. The second thing was I had power. I was dressed and groomed appropriately. Well, with my own style, it made me feel confident, which we will talk about a bit in a moment. I spoke well, used all the right physical elements, chose the right words. I had my arguments and information clearly laid out and at hand. Energetically, it was hard to miss I was in the room. So, check. And then we come to warmth. 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 Are you there, warmth? Crickets. What the hell happened? So warmth, remember, is how much someone gives us the impression they like us. And it's not a like a fake-like sort of thing. It's pretty darn hard to hose a human on this concept. We feel it. We have a sixth, sixth sense for it. And really, it's about survival, isn't it? So those that express warmth towards us are also expressing their like for us. Like means this person is not likely a danger to us. Further, if they're like us and if they like us... They are also more inclined, statistically speaking, to share their saber-toothed tiger kill with us. Quite literally, their warmth. Um, Hokey though that may be, it's probably on some level true. So my problem was that warmth is actually a measure of something we also call authenticity. Or realness and while there are a lot of tips and tricks that can be used to enhance the perception of warmth the truth is that it has to come from our own real curious welcoming open honest caring intentions 
That's just a fact. So in other words, we have to really know who we are, what we value, and what our vision is, so what we want to accomplish, and how the other person benefits from our accomplishing our goals. So it's our acceptance of ourselves, our confidence, and our acceptance of others. And if it's just about us, that's not warmth, no matter how many tricks you use. And when presence and power are in attendance, but warmth is nowhere to be found, well, words like inauthentic, overbearing, dominating, and too much come to mind. And yes, this can register as acting like a guy to many. Again, I don't make the sociocultural fabric we're woven into, again, sadly. And we'll talk about that another day as well. Not that I'm not the one controlling it, but about the perception male and female. <clears throat> so anyways, back to the story. So that day I was a lot of things, but warmth and warm was not one of them. So why? Well, <clears throat> given the vagaries of memory, this is what I can give you. One, I was anxious and nervous because this was a really different situation for me to be in. And I wanted <clears throat> to something for myself. And I gave no thought to what they might want. Number three, I asked no questions, did nothing to make them feel more comfortable and considered their needs about 0% of the time. I talked more than they did. And I came off so confidently, confidently, I'm pretty sure <clears throat> I was cocky. So I know that you're hearing the audio part of this, but there's a physical blog too you can always look at. And so when I looked up cocky for an image of this story, for this story, I came up with an image of a woman, redheaded, dark makeup, black moto jacket, stylish dress, leaning back, hands behind her head. And once I stopped laughing at this, I dropped it into the blog because this was nearly identical to how I dressed, sat, and looked that day. So all in all, not my finest work. And because of I was all of these things, I fell back on my training and experience in presence and power. And no doubt, I thought I was so good at those things that I could fool people. Emotional sleight of hand, really. I guess I'm not much of a magician. Sometimes you can get away with this on a big stage, but it's almost impossible to get away with it in a more intimate interaction. And that was an intimate, intimate interaction that day. So today I could laugh because I've done a lot of work since then. I've dealt with my imposter syndrome, my tendency to pose when under pressure, to capitulate to domineering behavior when nervous. I've done a lot of deep personal work to sort out my ability to stand confidently in my authentic self no matter the situation. And it is not easy sometimes. Today I laughed because I recognized the truth in the story. And I didn't have to forgive myself because I didn't blame myself. I was able to recognize that my ability or inability, I should say, to bring my real warmth, my full 
real self to that literal table cost me my charisma. And because I was pushing hard on the other two components, it backfired. Luckily, the universe saw fit to laugh again and gave me another chance. So if you want to know more about how to access your own authentic warmth, a key part of charisma, through exploring your core values, big vision and own voice, get in touch. And until then, go forth, be amazing.